0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Sick in the City, where Amanda and Mel, two sick chicks spilling the tea on chronic illness. We have a really fun episode for you guys today. We're going to talk all about detoxification. We're going to talk about Mel's move up state. And we have a really, really fun hot gas um, plan for today that I'm really excited about. And we are going to jump in. So, hey, Mel, how's it going? I'm fantastic. I'm just, I've been in such a good mood lately.
1: I feel like So much has been changing for both of us. Yeah, the stars are aligning for you. For sure. uh, For and like you with your bridal shower this weekend, like there's just so much fun stuff I feel like on the horizon. Um, Yeah, things are starting to kind of go back to normal. Justin and I went out to eat uh, last night to this little patio restaurant place that had live music. Oh, so cool! uh, We were sitting there. Was these two old guys like? <laughs> old, old, old guys singing like the classics, and I was just sitting there like, "This is the first live music I've heard in a year and a half." <laughs> and it's, it's yeah, like old New Yorkers. Like, it was a <laughs> blast, and I just couldn't stop smiling. So things have been good lately. That's good, but- yeah.
0: We actually went out last weekend too on Sunday night to celebrate our one-year marriage anniversary, which is very strange as we start to talk about going into the shower and the batch and all this stuff. And it's very strange to already be married a year. Um, But I felt the same way. Like we were inside in a restaurant and I think that was my first time inside somewhere Yeah. And it felt really weird. I was so awkward. Rob was Uh like, did you forget how to be in a restaurant? No, me too. I'm,
1: I told you, I'm like a little worried about your bridal shower on Sunday because I have not been around anyone else besides like immediate family in so long. So I'm like, okay, I need to think of like small talk conversation. I'm sure I'll be fine. But I'm very yeah. excited about your bridal shower. I have your gift.
0: And oh my god. I think you're going to use it every day. I'm really pumped to watch you. I am so I'm so excited. Yeah, it's it's been interesting. I think in, you know, this world planning a wedding in this kind of like post-covid situation. Also, I think being someone who is chronically ill just like always taking it back to that like the considerations that I've had to make to plan all of this stuff. Like, just it's been wild, and it's it's really funny. I'll just I'll just kind of mention that the bridal shower is not a surprise, but where it is is a surprise, and pretty much anything else that's happening is a surprise. Oh man! Now I know, and so I requested of my mom and to um, my friend Meredith, who's um, one of my maids of honor. That I don't want anyone to yell surprise at me (laughs) (laughs) because that will give me a full blown anxiety attack. Like, I'll just cry. So, I don't know how that's going to go. As I tried to like ask my mom, am I just going to walk in and people are going to be like, you're here? (laughs) Like, hi, which I would prefer. Like, if everyone yells surprise at me, I'll leave. I'll be like, you know what, guys? Thanks. GTG, please don't yell at me. I have no yelling sensitive ears.
1: Just like, you know, (laughs) walk in and everybody will just quietly be like,
0: Hello. Yeah, hi, you're here. Hi. Hi. Yeah, and I will say that the surprise piece was because as many many people know, I am a control freak. I have issues getting my hands into every single thing, and I think that the goal was to keep me out of it and just oh and God. I have been told on numerous occasions by my mom to please stop trying to control things. I'm like how many people are going? Who's going? Oh my
1: god your mom. Uh,
0: Yeah I'm like where is everyone sitting? She's like can you just back off?
1: (laughs) Oh my god Oh, I'm excited and I know like both of us have been kind of getting accustomed to our new jobs. That's been kind of something new. Mine's very new because. I know
0: well you once had zero now have two. Two. Yes Yes. (laughs) tell us about that. So
1: I've I've been looking for a couple of part-time nutrition jobs since, I mean, probably like the beginning of this year, just as supplemental income while I'm building my own business. And I was trying to find ones that really aligned with me just so I wouldn't have to start working at just like a coffee shop or something. I was like, I'd love to be in the nutrition field, but you know, my whole resume is pretty much photography. So it kind of takes the right opportunity. And I started working for an app called Wellery, which is really, really fun. And I had been trying to get in with them for a long time. They just launched last year and they're kind of like a uh, anti-diet culture app. I guess one of their ads says like, cancel diet culture, right? And yeah, and we, wanna, should.
0: We, we should. We should.
1: <laughs> Down with diet culture. Like I, yeah. I have <laughs> I have so many stories of some of the stuff I've talked about with clients so far that I just like want to laugh about and dive into some little random fun facts, but
0: yes, I can't wait. Is <sighs> it just like the people are being informed crazy stuff? Is that like what you're feeling?
1: No, it's just all the things I didn't know. 10 years ago. It's, it's yeah. all this stuff, you know, when I was just coming out of doing Ginny Craig thinking that low calorie was the best thing for me. Right. And I was just eating low-cal hot pockets, like, right. what, like those, Lassa crackers. Lean, yeah. Lean <laughs> cuisines and and like low sodium tomato soup with, with low carb crackers and like weird oh. little things that were just not healthy. Right. Special case cereal, low fat milk and mm-hmm. half a banana. It's making me really appreciate how much I have learned. Um, And one of the most common things I feel like I've talked with so many clients about so far is coffee versus water. A lot of them think that coffee is hydrating, that when I talk about how much water they drink, they're like, well, I drink like four cups of coffee. I'm like, well, that's dehydrating you. That means you need more water. But I guess I just don't think that's fully common knowledge to everyone that- that if you're drinking coffee, it means you need to drink more water and to be hydrated. But yeah. Uh, yeah, some of the stuff that I've kind of laughed about. I mentioned to a client that I had done like Jenny Craig and Weight Watchers. I was like, I totally know what those, you know, yeah. feel like and how they work. And and she was like, What? Like that seems like it was a generation ago. Like you don't seem old enough to have done Jenny Craig. And I was like,
0: well, <laughs> like um, No, you were the poster child. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, thank you. But Yeah, you actually were on posters. Loki, um, that's amazing. I know it's so it's so funny. Like when you think about stuff like Weight Watchers and some of the stuff that like we've just done over the years. Like I did once, um, the cabbage soup diet. Did you ever do that one?
1: (laughs) What that is
0: the worst. I actually don't like soup still to this day because of that. Like I'm very particular about soup because I ate cabbage soup for a whole week. I lost. No weight. Oh, God. I lost a lot of just, I don't know, wherewithal to, yeah, happiness, wherewithal to exist in the world. There's like one day on that diet where you just eat bananas. It makes zero sense. It makes zero sense. This was like when I was probably around, I would say like 18 years old. Like, I, 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 this was like before any of my health knowledge. Like, I knew nothing. I just knew that I wanted to lose weight and I was going to do it by eating cabbage a soup for a lot we? of bananas and bananas
1: <laughs> that's crazy and I, I know I'm just really I'm really enjoying it being able to like work doing this kind of stuff and and Wellery's been so fun and I'm obsessed if you don't follow them they're going to totally change the nutrition game I really do believe that and I really want to dive in and buy like all the Wellery merch I'm like do fan girl now but I also just got a part-time job this week which I'm Also, very excited about with a doctor in Colorado working remotely as their functional nutritionist on staff, which I'm very excited about. I'm very excited just to be able to learn from a functional doctor, like as his right hand man, you know, whatever you want to call it, like being able to see in a clinical setting how my advice and recommendations and guidance really is able to help somebody dealing with very intense autoimmune disease. And the doctor specializes in autoimmune on a functional level. So I'm really pumped. And he even has some services I've never heard of in my life, which I'm
0: really excited to learn about and cool. I start with them in a couple of
1: weeks. So I'm
0: really that's so excited. exciting. And, and also now that you have two part-time jobs, we can get everybody excited for our merch. Yes, <laughs> ma'am. We'll do at some point. So oh, stay tuned God. for that. <laughs> Oh yeah! Now that I'm like making money, <laughs> yeah, it's all happening. We're just gonna get you guys all hoodies let's say banana hammock <laughs> on that. Yes,
1: but never fear. If you do, if you are interested in things like my course that I do for my own business, everybody by mail, those are still things I'm gonna be doing. I still have time and energy to focus on that, you know, as
0: much as I want to, which is really exciting. But yeah girls got to eat. So, <laughs> yeah, that's the best thing. You know, just, you know, making sure that you have time and you know what I always say is before you reach the point where you can 100%, 150% do your own thing, you know, put into your business, the money that you make doing other stuff is money that not only that we have to live, but also money to put into, you know, our businesses. Like I feel like I, I need my job so that I can afford to do photography, <laughs> so that I can afford to, you know, keep myself well enough, too, right? Like, cause you also have to take care of yourself. So, yeah, I think you're doing the right thing. Oh, and
1: f- fun fact um, mm. one of the benefits of this job is a $50 supplement stipend.
0: I saw that in the Whoa. job posting that you sent me. What I forgot to bring that up to you. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, perk.
1: Like for anybody who knows us, it's like, if you see a job that's like, Hey, guess what? You get $50 worth of supplements on us. I'm like, sign me up!" Yeah. That's
0: yeah. Really exciting. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of, of supplements, I mean, I know we're going to dig into detoxification and stuff today, but one of my goals besides getting off my medication was also that I've been trying to significantly lower the amount of supplements that I'm taking. Um, up to this point, I've been spending about $600 a month in supplements, Yeah, not medical stuff, just supplements. And I am done with that. So, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, after so many years of doing that, it's just like, it's, it's not it's sustainable. Not, yeah. It's not at all. And that's something yeah. I was doing for a long time. And you know that, and yeah. with Lyme, I feel like that's also very common. And, oh my
0: God, it's so common. Cause you also start to feel like, okay, well, I'm going to take all these supplements. And if I stop taking them, I'm just going to die. Like, I'm just going to crumble. Like they're keeping me alive. And that's how I've felt for the past two years. And I think that I'm getting to a point now where I, I'm, what do I need? What don't I need? What am I supporting? What am I not supporting? Cause I do feel like I would rather spend $600 on, I don't know, something for myself, a massage, clothes, anything (laughs) else. Like I, I'm just done with that. And there's certain things we need and certain things we don't. And I think it that's what it, it's about, figuring that out. And at what point you're ready to make those that leap away yeah. from breaking up with the supplements.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because I feel like both of us have been dealing with some, you know, highs and lows the past couple of weeks when it comes to detoxing. And that's kind of mm-hmm. why we wanted to cover this. And some of this stuff yeah. is our things we wanted to cover on the last episode, but we really wanted to dedicate all our time and energy to talking about COVID and the vaccines. We felt like it was important. And so these are things we've actually had on our to-do list yeah. to talk about for a while. So we're excited to kind of dive into it. And, and for me, it kind of started with my move yeah. to upstate New York. So we can kind of dive into topics, but I moved out of the city about a little over a month ago now. And I mean, I did have COVID right when I got here But something that kind of came after that was that I noticed my shorts were kind of loose on my body. I was like, this is weird. And my clothes started feeling a little looser and I was eating the exact same as I always have. But I noticed that I just felt smaller. I felt like my face was starting to look, just my face started looking healthier. Like I had color in my face and yeah. And I Blowing never alive. Um, thank you. Well, <laughs> I never pull out my scale. Like I rarely pull out my scale, but I was like, I feel smaller. Like, I just want to yeah. see if this is in how head. much was it? I, I don't think we ever, I ever asked you in like three weeks. I've, I lost like six pounds.
0: Wow. Holy yeah. shiznit. That's yeah. mage.
1: And yeah. I've been, doing less activity because I don't have to take Ellie out on walks in the city. Like we have a backyard. so I just let her outside and I've barely been doing any activity, which is not good. Mind you, I really want to get into like an exercise routine, but I knew that something else was going on, which was so strange. I'm like, well, why am I like losing weight out of nowhere? And for me, I really think it's inflammation weight from potential environmental toxins that I was dealing with in the city that I didn't realize and there's just been a lot of positives that have come out of moving to this gorgeous, you know, lush, green, mountainous
0: little yeah, town. Nature. Where,
1: yeah. Yeah. Air, I guess the I mean, air is
0: fresh. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. Cause it's so hard to pinpoint exactly. Right. Like it's so hard to be like, okay, a hundred percent. I am now breathing fresh air. This is, this is why, but a similar thing happened to me when we moved here from, Astoria like I did feel like I went through this whole change of like well first of all I was in a very very moldy environment there and you know wasn't aware of the implications of that but that was like one thing the constant commuting in the city the constant you know the pollution all that stuff that we hear about and we don't acknowledge or that I should say for me I hear about and I'll be like that's not real. Like Mm -hmm. I know that it's real, but you still have to like live where you live and do what you do. Right. Like there's only so much you can do. So I feel like seeing that change happen to you so drastically, like it's pretty incredible to see that.
1: It was very unexpected because I felt good living in Manhattan. Like I felt like I had energy. I woke up with energy. I didn't really have many flares, but my body was still holding on to weight for whatever reason um even when i was working out when i lived there like my weight my size didn't yeah. budge really and that was even something i dealt with in dallas before we moved to i felt like my body was just always kind of holding on to this water weight and i mean dallas is very congested when it comes to highways and cars and you know there's a lot going on in dallas too compared to where we are now this is the most remote i've ever lived and it's weird because living in New York City was kind of the dream. That was the reason we moved up here. But since moving up here, I'm like, that was just a dream that led me to the real dream. Yeah. Which I did not expect. And living here has been such a freaking vacation like it is gorgeous it's relaxing I sit outside on our little patio and when the thunderstorms are rolling in and like watch the lightning and I play catch with Ellie in the backyard in the mornings and we went to this little there's actually like a mall not far by which is really hilarious because I'm like wow I forgot what it felt like to be in a mall but right in front of the mall is this little like strip like shopping center that had this little grocery store called nature's harvest that I was like that sounds cool that might be like a supplement shop I want to go in there and we went in and it's like a full-on natural grocer essentially and they have a bakery and the entire bakery is vegan gluten-free paleo like we got to meet the baker yesterday and he was this like flamboyantly fabulous, like gay man named Jackson. I'm love, I love him. He (laughs) best friends officially. And he's like, Oh yeah, no, we make everything. And he's like, watch out for those though. That has more sugar. And I'm like, thanks boy. Like, love you. (laughs) And I'm just, I love it here. I love it here. Um, my uncle has a farm that's like, an hour away from us. And he's about to sign on to work with this like young 31 year old guy that owns this grass fed farm. That's like next door to him. And, and he's like, you have to come up and meet this like farmer. And I'm like, this is the dream. Like everything is just so nice here. And, and I'm just really glad to be here and I feel healthier. I just feel healthier. And I, It's always really shocking when this stuff happens mm-hmm. when you feel like a shift in your health just from moving to a different place but sometimes yeah it kind of takes that to wake you up and realize like oh that might not have been that great for my health but
0: yeah. And, and it's also, it's like anything else, right? Like, I feel like everybody needs something else. It's the same thing when we talk about nutrition, when we talk about genetics, which I'm really into, you know, when you finally settle into this is what works for me, this is where I'm supposed to be. It It's almost like your body exhales, right? It's just like, ah, like I can just be here. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is how I'm supposed to be eating and i think that that's that's really special when people find whatever that is right because it's just different for everyone
1: yeah and it takes time you know you have to kind yeah. of go through the motions in order to really figure out what the big picture is going to look like and i'm just really happy to be in this chapter and actually be able to like help a lot of people and feel good when i wake up to the time i go to bed i'm just really really thankful and and i know this past week, you texted me that you were feeling toxic. And, and I know how that feels because only people yeah. who really understand what it feels like to be toxic knows
0: what it feels like.
1: Yeah. Um, Cause you just, yeah. I mean, kind of explain what you were
0: going through a little bit. I've just, it's, it's strange. Like I would say actually like the past, like two weeks, I have just felt off. I, and it's, and it's a few different things. And I know my body so well that I know when my body's communicating to me, I pay very close attention to what's different. Right. And so for me at the end of last week, I think is I was waking up feeling hungover. Yeah. It was, horrible. Like I would wake up and I would feel like this exact same way that I would feel after like a night of partying when I used to live that life. Like I would have a he- a migraine headache that would not go away. That kind of like icky, nauseous feeling that just nags at you all day long when you, you know, when you wake up like hungover Yeah. and I was just getting, and, and the headaches were the worst of it, like the worst of it. And I could not figure out What was bothering me? Because, you know, I was eating the same, I was drinking water. Like I told you, like, you know, it's so hard as a practitioner because you immediately are like, okay, I'm my client. Let me go. Like, you know, and so anything that anyone's going to say to me, I'm going to be like, of course I tried that. Of course I'm like, you must be dehydrated. You must, you know, and all that stuff. So nothing was working. It was making me insane. And then even like this week, I've just been having like just acid reflux and just kind of like all kinds of stuff that I haven't dealt with in a really long time. Yeah. And so I texted you and you were like, sounds like you're feeling pretty toxic. Like what's going on? And so I muscle tested myself (laughs) because I was like, something's bothering me in the environment. And, you know, in terms of our home and our apartment, we rent, like, I don't think there's mold here because I've been here for two years, but that doesn't mean that there can't be something moldy that is bothering me in the vicinity. Like it it could be, I don't know, my bath mat, right? Like there's so many things that could sort of like, like spark that. So I muscle tested myself and, um, I was also curious which co-infections of Lyme were bothering me. They kind of do anybody that has Lyme and the co-infections know that they do a dance, you know, sometimes Bartonella is, is hanging out sometimes Babesia. And so Bartonella has been taking the lead with me lately. It's actually the one that's pretty, the most difficult to get rid of. And it really, a lot of the symptoms of, of BART really happened within your neck. And I was also having like neck pain, like shooting down, um, from my head, like through into like my arms, Bartonella came up when I tested, um, Babesia came up in osis, um, which is another one for Lyme that came up. And then in terms of things that were bothering me, just tertiary stuff was mold and Phenols, which is something that is a chemical that's found in things like toothpaste, um, chloroceptic, like it it could be in anything. I could have just, I don't know what I did. I just came like, this is what happens day to day. And this is why like muscle testing is something that's done often Yeah, because it changes all the time. So those were the things that were, were bothering me. And you were like, Oh my God. We were oh. freaking out about the mold thing.
1: Well, yeah. Oh my God. I mean, I always freak out when it's like you mold. weren't reacting to mold a couple months ago and then suddenly you're reacting to it like, well, shit. Like, what is it? Where do, Yeah. Or, you know? Where is it? And I'm like,
0: <laughs> where is It's is always the question.
1: <laughs> where is Where it? is it? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, this all kind of came out of nowhere for you. And so I was yeah. like, do you think this is because you've gotten off of a lot of the medications you've been on for a while because you went through a pretty intense withdrawal experience that we didn't really dive that far into on the podcast, but
0: yeah, since the, I would say since the hospital, I have been in this transition period with my health, like, and I have muscle tested myself the entire time that I've lived in this apartment. And this is the first time that mold came up. Now, when I got out of the hospital and on the episode that we talked about hospitalization and all that stuff, I said, I'm going to get off my medications. Like we're going to change some things up. So I went through getting off of my biologic, which although it doesn't have any withdrawal effects that we know of because it's every two weeks, there's also this period of time when you're getting off of biologics where what was the humera holding at bay? <laughs> like right. what was that keeping calm? And then second to that was that I was going through major withdrawals, getting off of my antidepressant Symbalta, um, which I had been put on for fibromyalgia back in 2019, I think. Um, and I, as you know, did that probably a little bit faster than the average person should do it or is recommended to do it. That's just how I am in life. You know, I think I got through it. Thank God. But I I really thought I was going to die. That was the worst week of my life. And I think what you and I have talked about a little bit and what I, what I think is happening just like in my theory, cause I don't really know is I think that the Cymbalta and the humera not only are now coming out of my body and my liver is like pushing all of it out. I think it was holding some things calm. Like I think it was holding back the river on a few things. And now everything has been flooding out of me and I already detox regularly. And I also am eating a diet for the past month. I've been eating a diet. I should say that has been heavily a detox forward diet. So now all this stuff is coming out of my body and holy shit, it's hitting me like a ton of bricks.
1: Yeah. And, and before we kind of dive into some of the stuff that you've been using to kind of help Mm -hmm. yourself and things that I've used in my experience, trying to help my body detoxes, you know, if you're thinking about getting off of some of your medications, especially antidepressants, those are things that you need to talk to your doctor about getting off of those medications properly, because if you don't, it can be really, really detrimental to your health. And
0: Yeah. It's dangerous. And I will say like, I was, I was fully supported by my doctor. I did not like the way that he told me to wean off of it. And, you know, I kind of reserve the right as a practitioner, like to kind of come in and kind of step in with that. And him and I did go back and forth a little bit via email. Like I actually messaged him and was like, Hey doc, I'm dying. (laughs) Like what's up? not going to be here tomorrow, send, send help. Like, I don't know what to tell you. And so we kind of went back and forth, um, a little bit and then it just got better. I I don't know, you know, what else to say? I, I went pretty heavily into besides detoxing the things I know that support your brain function and also your neurotransmitters to sort of deal with a lack of antidepressant or serotonin inhibitor, which is, which is kind of what was, was happening. So I think definitely with a doctor, but also just with the support of maybe like a nutritionist or practitioner that can help you deal with that too. Yeah.
1: Cause detoxification is no joke and you really need like, you know, everybody says like, Oh, like a detox cleanse. Oh, like drink lemon and ginger and detox. Woo. No, that's not what it is. It's your body physically like flushing and processing yeah. toxins through your liver, through your digestive system. If you're not going to the bathroom every single day, it can be really yeah. bad for detox. Cause you get, you become toxic. I mean, your yeah. body, like you your have skin.
0: To- yeah. Like I, mean, I told you, I was like, I'm breaking out all over my chest, all over my back. And I, yeah, like it just starts coming out of every everywhere. single place. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Crazy. And I think I think both of us really have tried pretty much every single detox supportive method because I mean, there were periods of time, probably four years, where I was heavily detoxing every day from parasites yeah. and Epstein Barr virus and mold and like just yeah. all the things. And so we know we kind of wanted to cover some of the stuff that are our go tos, that are our favorites. And I, we have a list. I mean, I'll, I'll start with yeah. a couple of my favorites. I mean, I know our favorite is coffee enemas because
0: we talked about that. We talk about them a lot. Yeah, I think that was episode four.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely, definitely coffee enemas. And I think, you know, we can, we can jump right, right to it. But you said to me, just, I think knowing me as well as you do, you were like, and so, so kind about it. You were like, Amanda, have you taken like a salt bath lately? Like, have you sweat? And I was like, I took one today, but I haven't taken one in two weeks. <laughs> like yeah. that's my, that definitely, I mean, you have that number one on our list here, but like yes, I an did. Epsom salt bath, or I actually use Himalayan sea salt or dead sea salt. That's one of my favorites because you sweat right into the water, which I think is great.
1: Yeah. And I feel like not everybody really aligns with Epsom salt baths. Like they're not going to, yeah. they're not gonna make everybody feel great. Like for me, it's never been that great for me. I don't know why exactly. Um, it just kind of depends on your body and what your body does. And for some people, you know, you have to make sure you have the right temperature, water, you have to have Mm -hmm. enough salt and the right kind of salt. And then you have to sit in there for like at least 40 minutes because your body, yeah, you have to take a long one. Yeah. Yeah. Comfy in there, but <laughs> you don't start really like pushing those toxins out until like yeah. 20, 25 minutes. And then you have to rinse off after the bath because if you don't, those toxins like can kind of stay on your skin. So just yeah. lots of, lots of pro tips, but sweating, I mean, sweating is like number one, really like important thing if you can sweat every single day and then wash off afterward, like you're going to be detoxing, like your body's going to be well supported. And especially when I was coming out of living in mold, I got a membership at a gym facility called hot works. That Mm -hmm. is an infrared sauna
0: workout facility. Oh, I've been to those. They're killer.
1: Oh yeah. No, it's, it's great. It's hard at first because you're trying to like work out in an infrared sauna. That's 125 yeah. degrees, which sounds terrifying, but I've done hot yoga too, like Bikram where you're in like hundred, what is that? 108 degrees or something like that. But yeah, it's a wet heat in in Bikram and, and yeah. in, at hot works, so it's a dry heat. So it's not as bad, but oh boy you sweat and it's great. And, but it's such a great thing for inflammation, for joint pain and detoxification. And you know, whether or not you want to go somewhere and do that to sweat, you can also buy an infrared sauna blanket. Um, yeah. Kind of look like little sleeping bag pods things. I know Justin Bieber has one of these in his house (laughs) because he has Lyme disease.
0: Yeah. I have one and I've had it for several years. It looks like an alien ship. I don't know. There's some people that have them that are like actually kind of like a little bit more open. Mine is, is a blanket and it's kind of like, I just slide into it like a sleeping bag that goes all the way up to my neck. The thing that I'll say about just sweating and sauna infrared, if you are somebody that is struggling with mold, or Lyme or EBV, I always tell people to start with 10 to 20 minutes, even though melt to Mel's point, you don't start detoxing until you kind of hit that like 2025, 20, you know, moment, right? Like that, that time, what can happen to people who are already really toxic is it actually can make you more toxic in your body. And it can put some people into a flare. I have learned that the hard way when I first started using my soda blanket, I didn't understand why that was happening to me. And so kind of working your way up, I just think is a really like good tip.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't go all in and do like an hour of sweating, you know, yeah. definitely, definitely ease into it because you don't know exactly how much toxicity you're dealing with. So, I mean, any of these practices, I feel like it's a safe bet to start slow. Like don't totally. dive into doing a coffee enema every single day, you know, start maybe once a week and see how you feel in and, an easier yeah. way to do it. But- yeah.
0: Okay. I was going to say, and make sure that you take a binder mm-hmm. before you either do a coffee enema or you sweat. And so my my favorite is uh, activated charcoal. And I also like bentonite clay and switching them up can actually help you get different toxins out of your body. What's Which one do you like? I always take activated charcoal. There's only one other
1: time I've taken a combination binder and that was when I unfortunately got poisoned by a spray paint thing. So oh my God. yeah, it, but charcoal, charcoal's just always my go-to um, yeah. and I take it, I still take it every night before bed away from food, away from other supplements, because it does bind to other nutrients, you know, in your body yeah. so taking like a vitamin with it. Totally. You
0: know, it doesn't discriminate.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's catching it all. So yeah, definitely something that can help when you're detoxing and having around, I mean, is, is vital. So something else I wrote down was ionic foot baths. Ooh, it's cool. So my doctor in Dallas had one. And anytime I went in there and just felt kind of like tired, or I was like, I don't know, I'm feeling like run down. That was back when I was still drinking alcohol. And I had a couple drinks over the weekend. And then by Thursday, I still didn't feel that great because my body couldn't fully detox all the alcohol on its own. But these ionic foot baths, you like put your feet in the water and I I don't even know what it does, but you also have to put this like little thing on your wrist that like sends like a vibration thing through your body. And then the water pulls the toxins out of your feet and the water actually like changes color based on where the toxins came from in your body. Oh my God. That's wild. I've never done one of those. I've always wanted to though. They're great. And it's really kind of interactive getting to see what color, the water is. And you're like, Oh, I knew it was my liver or like, <laughs> Oh yeah. My kidneys like, dang it. You
0: know, it's,
1: <laughs> it's pretty funny. That's so fun. Yeah. I, I appreciate them a lot. And if you can find a doctor that does them, I just think it's a really great, you know, supportive practice and something that's good to do every once in a while. Yeah. Um, and then something I haven't done that I think you have are castor oil packs. Yes.
0: I love castor oil packs. So castor, what a castor oil pack is, is like, basically you take a cloth or they there's some that you can make, but I do everything kind of at home DIY. Right. So I take a cloth and you soak that in castor oil, you put castor oil on it, and then you apply it to either your lower abdomen, which will kind of hit your liver, your kidneys, all of that stuff, or you can actually put it on a place where you have pain and inflammation, like your back, right? Neck, your lower back. For the most part, if I'm just doing a general detox, I will do the lower abdomen. It's also a lot easier than trying to like finagle getting this thing onto my back. You want to cover that with either a towel. Some people use you know, plastic wrap. I just put a towel over it um, just to kind of avoid getting having plastic involved. And then you would put a heating pad on top of that. And what it does is it sort of pulls things out through your skin, but it also opens your detoxification airways and helps your lymphatic system get things out. So it's great for when you're feeling bloated if you have digestive issues it's amazing for period cramps that's when i find myself using it the most and yeah it's it's really great i will say that one is better f- in my personal opinion in the winter like i don't know if anybody wants to hang out with a heating pad right now in the summer um but if you guys are living levita air conditioning like then godspeed but yeah I, I love doing that i really don't know why i never did one i just think
1: i was doing so many other things that yeah you have like, to pick ah, your poison yeah,
0: yeah. Th- you don't need everything like i think just picking what, what things you like and what works for you cuz i think it should feel good right like you should do yes. things that you that make you feel good
1: yes agreed and and that just wasn't part of my detox cocktail totally not
0: yet. not yet
1: yeah <laughs> not yet <laughs> um and then as far as lymphatic drainage and support goes. That's something that's so vital. And if not a lot of you understand the lymphatic system, it's basically our drainage system. Um, And the lymph in our body can sometimes get stagnant because we don't have a pump pumping the lymph. um, Like our heart is pumping our blood, right? We don't have that pump for our lymphatic system. So movement is really important when it comes to making sure your lymph is flowing and moving out of you, carrying those toxins along with them. Um, And I used to jump on a mini trampoline every day for a couple <laughs> of years, which was just the highlight of my life because I woke up and I used to turn on The Greatest Showman, like the main song. Oh, the Greatest Jesus Showman. Christ. Okay.
0: Exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. Judgment. <laughs> Wait, I'm only judging because Rob loves that song. <laughs> and for some reason, that movie gave me the heebie-jeebies. And so what? it like freaks me. Yes. Juliano. <laughs> The greatest Showman and puppets that look like people are the oh three things that terrify me. Um, also, the show on the History Channel, um, the Titans that built America, but that and Giulietto, we'll have to talk about it another time.
1: Yeah, we need to dive in. Into, yeah, into that side. Yeah, there's like
0: not enough. Yeah, there's like not enough time to go through like the Freud and psychological issues <laughs> I have with these things. Oh, God. but that movie, you know what it is. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Is it like the bearded lady or like any other? No, no. The people are fantastic. Like good for them. They're be- no, it's not that it's that it's a lie. He was actually a bad man. And when I looked all of that up, because you know how I am. And i once I watch a movie or a TV show, I'm like suddenly in world war II, and I'm like looking everything up. I need to know the history. I need uh-huh. to know everything. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And he Is not a good guy. And it left a bad taste in my mouth for whatever reason the movie and so yeah anytime I hear the song I just heebie jeebies. Oh my god, what a shame. Cause like Zach Efron. Uh, but just the reason
1: <laughs> that I that I always put that song on is because it really does like pump you up and it's exactly five minutes long, which is like how long you need <laughs> to jump on the trampoline in yeah. the morning. So it's like six in the morning I'm like this is the greatest show. <laughs> like I'm like freaking trampoline in my guest bedroom but it was a great time and typically it would make me go to the bathroom so like i would have to oh. go to number 2 afterward cuz it really like stimulates that lymphatic movement and interesting I think it really also helped support my digestive system so that's just a fun one um, but there's yeah. a couple of other lymphatic supportive methods like like cupping and dry brushing and things to just kind of help push that lymph around um, yeah
0: So, so when it comes to the lymphatic system, it's, it's fascinating. And, and I, I've never been able to do a rebounder just because I am always on like the third or fifth floor of an apartment building. And I just, I, I can't, but I would love to, I, I, for a while was asking for one, if anybody was listening, (laughs) my mom, um, I would like a trampoline for Christmas. Um, okay. So (laughs) Uh, adults, I, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like exactly just like I did when I was a child. I wanted a huge one. I don't think I ever got one, Mom, Dad. The thing that's interesting about the lymphatic system is that it takes a very light touch to actually kind of drain it and get it to to work on its own. So dry brushing doesn't feel like much when you're doing it, and it's just purchasing, um, literally a dry brush, which I <laughs> tell people you can get one on Amazon. Brush, um, in short strokes towards your heart, always towards your heart, because that's the way the lymphatic system flows and that's the way that it drains out. Um, And then the same thing with cupping massage. So cupping massage is something that I do frequently and I I do videos of it on my Instagram all the time. This is something that I started doing uh, several years ago and I, yeah, it's, it's just been absolutely amazing. And so I buy these silicone cups. The brand is called Lur. I get them on Amazon and you, I just totally Lube up my body. It's it's become something just like how I do my coffee enemas in the hallway. Like we don't have kids, so I'm just like naked doing my cupping. Like Rob knows when it's cupping time. It's like <laughs> nothing sexy about it except me covered in oil, <laughs> naked, uh, somewhere in the apartment. Yep. Um, and, and yeah, because you need you need some you need some lube <laughs> lubrication <laughs> to get the cups to slide oh. up your body, but. It's what's so, you know, telling about it is that if I do it frequently, I don't notice too much, but if I haven't done it a while and then I do it, I actually will get red or like itchy in the spots that I, they hold the cups. And that's how I know that there's toxins coming to the surface. Yeah. So I just, I love that, that one in particular, that's my, that's my go-to. It also is apparently supposed to help cellulite. So oh,
1: I have heard that.
0: I have Yeah. Heard that. I just think that's an extra, like, you know, I'm, I'm cool kind park. of one of those. Yeah. I'm like one of those nutritionists. It's like, everybody has cellulite. Let's live and let live. But if I could cup it off, sure. Why not?
1: <laughs> why not give it a try? <laughs> so the last thing on the list was, is actually something that's kind of food related, which I think we can kind of talk about Yeah, some of the foods that help detoxification and Battle oxidative stress. Um, celery juice is like yeah. my jam. It is one of the things that I recommend to anyone dealing with lack of stomach acid or constipation or, you know, a lot of like acne. A- celery juice really can help cleanse like your body, but you have to do it slowly. And that's something that I always have to highlight because if you start with like 10 ounces of celery juice in the morning, you're going to have a detox reaction. Like it's going to be too much because the mineral salts and celery are so potently strong and they do so much for you that it just, it's too much, too fast. I,
0: I am so, well, first of all, I'm so surprised at this news because I, I did celery juice this time last year. I was kind of getting in and out to medical medium stuff in and out. Um, And I do feel that some of the things that he talks about and believes is in line with some of the stuff that I do, but just in a different way, kind of, you know, just the way that we communicate it. Right. But I did not know that you were a celery juice Fan. Oh like we've God. never talked about this ever. I
1: guess we haven't. I mean, I don't drink it anymore.
0: Um, yeah, I, did I haven't been drinking it. it either. That's probably why. Yeah, about
1: it. right. Because I I used to. I mean, I used to every day. There was a period of time where I did because. Yeah. And and the reason that I do have people, it's one of my recommendations I give to clients if they're dealing with hypochlorhydria, lack of stomach mm-hmm. acid, because either you can really try to drink apple cider vinegar, bef- like with water before meals or celery juice, because celery juice has all of the nutrients that your body needs to make your own stomach acid, which is what we need to break down our food. And it's kind of one of the first things a lot of people deal with if they're dealing with something like leaky gut, because we need proper amounts of stomach acid to really fully break down our food. If you're not taking a supplement like HCL to kind of combat those issues, so celery juice is something you drink on an empty stomach in the morning and you start with four ounces of organic celery juice. And then every day I recommend to like build up one ounce mm-hmm. at a time till you get to like 10 ish, you know, depending on what feels good to your body. But I really did see incredible results from it. It helped balance my blood sugar more than anything ever did. Like I had wow. less, less like headaches, less fatigue and dizziness and lightheadedness throughout the day. And I just felt like I had more sustained energy throughout the day.
0: I did see a lot of improvements from it. That's amazing. I don't, I don't know if I did, or if, you know, with me, I always change so many things at one time. It's impossible to tell. Like I was juicing a lot last year around this time, and I probably will get back into it again. I honestly stopped because I was tired of cleaning my juicer. Yeah. And also the other thing was that I was juicing around the time in the spring around this time when COVID was hitting. And so you have to buy so much celery to maintain it. Like, cause I was already up to the point where I was drinking like eight to you know 16 ounces a day. And it just got to the point where I couldn't maintain it because we did not even know if we were going to be able to get groceries at this time. Right. And so like, yeah, I just stopped altogether, but it's, I mean, now that I'm having some acid reflux. I'm going to I might go back to doing that. That's a really good call out. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Let us know how it goes. Keep
1: us up yeah, to I will. Cause it really, it really can help a lot. I recommend it to a lot of people, um, but you have to do it right. And I yep. think that that's what a lot of people get wrong. So what are some other foods that you would recommend?
0: Yeah. So what I, what I really like about just fruits and vegetables in general is that our body can do a lot of detoxification on its own, and you'll have you kind of have both sides of the coin, right? You have one side where people are like, "Must detox, you must detox," and you have the people who are like, "You don't need to detox at all, like your liver detoxes." And to that, I say yes on both on both sides, right? Our body is a big detoxification system; it's always detoxing, and there's things that we can do to to help that along. So. For me, a couple of things I really like for myself or for clients, I like bitter greens and vegetables. The way that I think about it is often, you know, the way that I was taught from an Ayurvedic perspective is that the bitter herbs and vegetables they sort of drain out any like water, additional water. So that's why in the springtime, you want to start like having things like dandelion or arugula to kind of flush everything out or a cranberry juice, like that astringent taste. So I always say like dark leafy greens. I love arugula. I have been doing this thing lately that I keep telling Rob I look like a goat cuz I just put raw arugula in like these coconut bowls that I have and then I just eat it like I snack on it but I take like a handful <laughs> put it in my mouth. It's getting weird. Oh but my God. I love how like spicy arugula is. So if that's too intense for you, you know, think about things like uh radish is really great for that. Also just antioxidants in general, the really red fruit and citrus fruit, uh, berries, things like that. Those all help protect your body against oxidative stress. They help protect your DNA against oxidative stress, meaning that, you know, any type of environmental issues that you're coming in contact with, like the mold, um, pollution, whatever it is just in your environment, these foods help you actually remove those from your body. So I'm a really big proponent of Eating a detoxifying diet, anyway, to support mm-hmm. detox, but also just th- this is what you should be doing. And so, a lot of people tell me that when they eat raw greens, they get gassy and they have issues from that, and that's a hundred percent true. But something that just quick callback to the medical medium that he said that I thought was I've always thought was so interesting is that the way he thinks about it is that kale and arugula and all those greens are actually scrubbing your intestines of all the bad stuff and taking it out when they go. So, I think a little gas is okay if that's the case. Yeah, you know, right?
1: we, we have to pay a price. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully the people in your environment love you and won't judge you.
0: <laughs> Let it loose. That's what I like to say. Totally. <laughs> or better out than in was what Rob says all the time.
1: Perfect. Yeah. And beets
0: too, I did want to mention. Mm-hmm. Beets are like a super power food
1: for liver and gallbladder strength and health. And if, if you can get in like some raw like I know um, one of my colleagues made this yummy detoxing coleslaw with like mm, yeah. shredded beets and apples and like carrots mm. and it was so freaking good and it's so good for you. And if you can get that into your routine too, something like that is really great.
0: And and just kind of before we close up, the obviously, you know, Mel said lemon before um, you lemon. Put lemon in your water. Put lemon all over you. I mean, I have two bags of lemons in front of me right now.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Wait, that's not a joke. That's so many lemons. What do you? Where do you put those lemons? Everywhere. <laughs> like everywhere,
0: everywhere that's acceptable to put lemons. Oh my god! In your desserts, I know for sure. Salads. I put lemon in my salad dressing. I put lemons in juices. I put lemon in water all day long. I put lemon in my in my favorite berry sorbet. I put it in everything. It That's is amazing. an addiction. List like the
1: top reasons for adding lemon in your routine. Vitamin C, I'm sure.
0: But like vitamin, vitamin C, um, detoxification. Like we're talking about, um, it tastes delicious. I am addicted to sour things. (laughs) Uh, I, yeah, I love sour. I I, it's a, it's a thing. I actually will eat lemons and limes and like people eat oranges.
1: Yeah, no, it's so good. (laughs) I can't believe you haven't listened to Olivia Rodrigo's album
0: then because she talked about lemons. It's entitled sour. Oh, it is. I also, so just a quick call out to Heart of Dixie, which is a very old show that is probably one of my favorite shows. Somebody on the show, her name is Lemon. Lemon Breland is her name. And I asked Rob if we could name one of our children Lemon. <laughs> what do you say? Well, his last name is Macintosh. So I don't think we can have a Lemon Macintosh. <laughs> Oh my God. But he said, no, straight out. Yeah, no, of course.
1: (laughs) He's like, we're not going to pull a Gwyneth Paltrow and name one of our children after a fruit.
0: I love it though. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Anyway, food is a great detoxifier. There's, there's also, um, supplements that you can take. And I think last time we talked about glutathione, we talked about NAC, we talked about um binders is there anything else that you think is important for everyone to know that they should something take to support I, it
1: yeah something i did want to mention is just minerals our body needs an extreme amount of minerals to really support detoxification and and especially electrolytes because we need electrolytes in order to stay hydrated because our body won't absorb like the nutrients of you know water or like just the hydration of water without electrolytes so that small category of minerals is really important. And something that I'll recommend to clients as well is a powder called Ultima that you can buy at mm. like, you know, Whole Foods or whatever. It's on Thrive Market too, but it's sweetened with stevia. It's flavored with all natural fruit flavors. It's really great. My favorite's cherry pomegranate. And it's something I take after coffee enemas to like replenish, you know, minerals. And I add like a trace mineral drops to it just to make sure I'm getting everything I need. But it's something that's really great. You know, after you sweat, like after you work out, if if you are going to an infrared sauna, go home, drink Ultima, you know, making sure you're really replenishing electrolytes as often as you can. So that's kind of my last supplement recommendation, but okay. Wow.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited about hot gas. Um, I know. Same. So much to talk about. This was I, a crazy two weeks.
1: Yeah. Well, well, there was even shows we wanted to cover like a month that came out a month ago. Like things we haven't talked about, like Shadow yeah. and Bone and and just Yes. But that We've- feels like it was a lifetime ago compared I to I know, that.
0: except that Rob and I just finished Shadow and Bone last week. So we yes. can talk about that because we didn't cover Hot Goss last week. So guys, we have so much to tell you.
1: I know. We'll try to keep it short, but I don't know. There's a lot of emotional topics, this Hot, hot Goss, things that I feel yeah. very attached to. But yeah. um, did you enjoy Shadow and Bone? Just.
0: Okay. So, so Rob really liked th- it. We don't have to deep. go too deep into it. So. You know what? I think I'm, I think I am just growing and evolving as a human being because I, I don't know. I just feel like something in me changed inside (laughs) of me. And I was like, this is dumb. I don't know why. I loved that other fairy show. The Winks. yeah. Saga. Like, I love
1: it. I I don't know, baby. I'm a different person this than I was, was six months ago. <laughs> Way better than that. I'm sorry. But Justin didn't really like it that much either. And really? I was surprised because it's like, it's so well-made and the acting is so great. And like, the script is great. Yeah. The story was great. Everything was great. I just think there was something he couldn't get on board with, like the, maybe the special effects or something. I yeah,
0: I just felt the same way. Like I was very by by the end of the seventh episode, I did not want to continue, which you know is like blasphemy. But I will do it because I just I to me like I won't waste my time. Rob is like this is something. No, I'm I know. Really str- I'm really about. struggling.
1: I'm really struggling with you because. Uh, so.
0: <laughs> I'm <mean, Amanda, laughs>
1: Just fully like goes uh, like a wall on a show. She's like, I do the second to last before a finale, and she's like, Nope, I'm not gonna watch it anymore. I'm like, Yeah, but you're like, So close, why not I just know. finish it? And you're like, I looked up the <laughs> ending online.
0: I'm like, What? <laughs> so, so this is my like fatal flaw in life, and I do this with everything, like. I people are like oh I like have to finish a book no if I don't like something I will stop I disengage I exit the scenario my dad is very similar like we're both just like there's no no like don't waste my time like I'm done I'm out like over um Uh, but it's it's an issue (laughs) it's an issue problem is not like that
1: it makes me nervous like it makes me like
0: one, you know, I, gonna gonna like bow be, out of something. Like, no, I would never do that to a human being or a commitment in life. But like, uh, I, I mean, let's not you can't compare like our you know our podcast or our friendship to like <laughs> theories. Like, I'm Netflix. just not really
1: interested anymore. <laughs> like
0: Listen, in a time like right now, when my TV limited, you know, my TV watching time is so limited. It's so important. And I told you with Younger, I said, it's, I'm not wasting my time. (laughs) So for some backstory, for those of you
1: who watch Younger and who haven't watched the series finale that was on this week, skip this section because the show ended. It was... And the past two seasons just haven't been that great. Honestly, I think Darren Star is like putting his all into Emily in Paris because it's making money. I don't know. That's just my opinion. But I found out that the costume designer who was on Sex in the City hmm. got asked to come back for the reboot reboot they're doing for HBO Max. And she turned it down because she's like, I'm focusing on Emily in Paris. I'm sorry. Younger. I don't know what's been going on with Younger because this last yeah. season has just been like dragging. And for me personally, I watched this show for Liza and Josh, like Liza and Josh are the couple. They have been the couple. I fell in love with the show because of them, because yeah. of Josh. Like it just has always been Josh and they've been toying around with this whole Charles thing for like too many seasons. And I am just over it. And they, but
0: they to- yes. Okay. But I will say that I was definitely here for exploring the Charles relationship because it was sort of it weaved throughout Josh throughout the entire show it was there. Yeah. But I started to kind of lose interest last season. And I was like you, like I watched it all the way through. I watched it from the beginning. I loved it. I I love Hillary Duff. I love the cast. Like it, it really is such a great show. And, and once they, I don't know, like to your point, I'm not sure what happened, but last season it just started to just not interest me anymore. Like I just kind of, I just think it ran its course and it was time yeah. to end.
1: Everything... Once everyone found out Liza was not 26, it just got boring. Like there wasn't really much story left to tell besides wrapping things up and figuring out who she was going to end up with, Mm -hmm. which is, I think, what these last two seasons have been. And they've had to like explore her relationship with Charles and in the end prove that it was never really going to work. And like all of season seven was about their like breakup after he asked her to marry him and she said no and in the finale which amanda did not watch and will not watch but looked up the ending to um
0: yes i read it i I read the whole story i I know exactly what happened
1: (laughs) i can't believe i can't believe but we will discuss it okay (laughs) and um and i'm I knew I was gonna be a little disappointed by the finale. Like, I don't know why. I just knew because they were still playing around with the Charles thing and they have not mentioned a single word about her and Josh the entire season. Like there's not been any. I know, but then how
0: can you bring it back? I mean, they also that relationship also ran its course, too. Like
1: well, only because Josh wanted a kid and Lisa couldn't give that to her. So then when she got when he got like his girlfriend pregnant, Claire pregnant. Yeah. I was like, perfect. And now he has a kid and it's, you know, so I was just waiting for that moment where they were going to find them their way back to each other. Right. Yeah. The whole finale, you know, was more about her final breakup with Charles, you know, and Kelsey going out on her own and starting her own business. And then Liza, surprise got promoted at empirical as editor-in-chief because Charles decided to leave and finally become the author he's always kind of wanted to be so that was kind of surprising to me I didn't expect that she would become editor-in-chief at empirical I don't know why I just thought she would like go out on her own with Kelsey yeah but I guess I am satisfied with that ending yeah that's kind of what she's always wanted to do so Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there are very few series that I feel like end on a satisfying note.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Like just
0: in general, like there's, I mean, if we're talking Darren star, like sex in the city before they absolutely ruined it into like, just drove it into the ground with 75 movies and like now a reboot, that was a really great, ending. Like it did yes. everything justice. And that's also why I have an issue with it being rebooted. And same thing with gossip girl. I mean, well, actually that's not true because when it was revealed who gossip girl was, everyone was like, this is horrible, but so I won't go, to go down that road, but sex in the city <laughs> had a really satisfying ending. There's very few shows that do. And so I don't expect much these days. Like, honestly, I just don't.
1: Yeah. And I, I, The only way I said I could be satisfied is if, and this is what I guessed going into the finale, that her and Charles were going to break up. And then maybe at the very end, we might get like some glimpse of her and Josh still being a thing. Like, that's kind of what I was hoping. I was like, that they would leave it off on like a high note of like, maybe her and Josh would end up together. Right. That's all I wanted for closure. Okay. Yeah. And it literally was the last 30 seconds of the episode that Liza like goes up to the bar and like is trying to get somebody's attention because Kelsey tells them that she's going to move to California. So that's kind of like a sad, but happy ending of like her, her doing her own thing. But Liza's up at the bar and she like is trying to get his attention. And she's like waving her shoe, like in the the very pilot episode when she meets Josh and Josh like runs up to her at the bar and grabs the shoe out of her hand. And he's like, Never wave a shoe, like never wave a shoe. Do you remember that?
0: Um, no, I don't not. remember yesterday. So no, <laughs> and it's funny when I. <laughs> I mean, you are asking a lot of me. I am sorry. No, but it's funny because when I read what happened, they said that it was a callback to the pilot. And I was like, holy shit, I have no fucking idea what happened in the pilot. Like, I don't even know where I was. I mean, I probably watched the pilot when I was in Hoboken. Like it was like a oh million years ago. I have no idea. But the only reason I remember yeah. is because I constantly watch
1: like highlight reels of Josh and Liza's relationship on YouTube. So I'm
0: sorry. Yes, <laughs> (laughs) Which, which actually will get us into everything we're talking about today. Besides younger is like this, the couple YouTube watching.
1: Yes. So Liza and Josh left on a high note and Josh basically was, basically was just like, you know, I've always been here, Liza, you know, like I'm, I'm still here. And it's kind of like Liza realizes, you know, hopefully Josh is the one for her. So this has kind of led us into another fun topic this week. Yeah. So even the younger was kind of a dud. You and I did get to watch a very good show that we both really enjoyed this past week.
0: Called Yeah. Panic. I mean, I can't breathe still thinking about it. I'm just, I, <laughs> I mean, it is so, I, I, first of all, we haven't you. said what it was. I know yet. I can't. Okay. Go ahead say it.
1: <laughs> Panic. <laughs> Panic on Amazon prime. So good. It is. Yeah. Is one of the best things I've watched since Outer Banks.
0: Same. I, yes. I thank you for putting it on my radar. I was, I mean, to be honest, I was getting targeted with it uh, for like Amazon was like, you would like this show. Let me show you the ads. But I probably wouldn't have acknowledged it had hadn't you like said anything to me. Um, It was so good. Like I haven't been this into a show like you said, since adderbank since like Riverdale, because it it has that mystery thriller element that I really like, plus the young love. Oh God, it's so good!
1: It hits on every good like feeling you want from a show, and especially yeah. if you're into like young adult drama thriller. Um, this is honestly the kind of show that I didn't expect that my boyfriend would want to watch with me. But after seeing the trailer, I was like, Oh, you know what? Like I showed it to Justin. He was like, Mm -hmm. Oh, that looks really good. And so we ended up turning it on. And after episode one, both of us were kind of like, yeah, let's watch another one. And we watched another one. And then before we know it, like we've watched the whole season and it, it kind of reminds me of a mixture of like outer banks, the society, And just gives you those kind of exciting, like, cliffhangers at the end of every episode where you just have to watch another one. And it keeps building on this whole mystery. And season one is based on the book, Panic. Mm -hmm. And the woman who wrote the book also wrote the screenplay and basically was the showrunner of the show. So you know it was going to be good. But I found out after episode three that one of the main characters, Ray, is... Jack Nicholson's son in real yes. life, Ray yes. Nicholson, who now is one of our all time favorite up and coming actors that we are yeah. obsessed, over. obsessed,
0: totally obsessed with him. I, you shocked me when you said that he was Jack Nicholson's son and, you know, Rob didn't watch the show with me, but I, when you, when I found out, it was like, there was one scene of when she was on the car after the party Mm -hmm. and he takes the bottle from her and he's basically like when the ride's over, you get off, sweetheart. And I was like, Jack, <laughs> it's you. <laughs> oh, no, yeah.
1: Has so many. His delivery is so good. Like it's
0: so good. But he and that moment, and Rob was standing there with me, and I said, Oh, that's Jack Nicholson's son. And he was like, How do you? What do you mean you couldn't tell? Like that's <sighs> so his son. And I'm like, No, I. I don't know if I would have known, but then you almost can't unsee it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has the same kind of facial features and... His acting style is just so great and unique and kind of has, like, like you said, like that kind of bad boy, like mysterious kind of like yeah. dark side to him Yeah, that actors can't just learn how to do. It, it yeah. has to just come naturally to them. No,
0: I mean, when you are the son of like the shining, I think that that just is inbred in you. And yeah, I mean, he was so good. And, you know, what's really fascinating is that his character on the show, Ray, really is kind of like this, like, you know, Southern jerk. In the book, there's no arc to his character. Like, there's no, it's, he's flatlined, just kind of like, you know, just kind of like a, like a jerk, right? Mm-hmm. And it was him and his acting and his character that brought the you know, the character to life essentially. And so when the writer saw that she brought that into his story and then gives him what I believe is one of the best character arcs in the story. I mean, they all yes. have like, they all have arcs and and development of course. And, and it's amazing, but his was like the best. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. It was good to see.
1: He was the one we were all rooting for at the end yeah. of the day, which is so weird because that's not at all the way it is in the book what the author explains she's like when i saw ray nicholson's performance i decided to give him this deeper storyline where he has this other side to him that you want to get to know that you're curious about and that's exactly how i felt and he and the main character heather kind of have this like will they won't they bad guy good girl romance that goes on throughout
0: the show which Totally sent Amanda
1: into a blind. I spiraled out of
0: control. The funniest thing about it is that I texted you when I was on the first episode and saw him. And I was like, please tell me that this guy, Ray, is not the heartthrob of this story. (laughs) And you were like, just keep watching. I was like, no. I'm like, he's bothering me because he's like you don't get it from the beginning, like for sure. Like that's why I think the acting is so good. Cause like when I first saw him, I could, I could tell that it was going to be something that I was like, Oh, this guy, he's not going to do it for me, but Holy shit. This sent me down a deep, dark distraction spiral that I did not need to go down this week and then pulled you right along with me. So, so I don't know, maybe like Tuesday or Wednesday, I find myself doing my, you know, coffee enema at like 6am and I find myself watching the YouTube, you know, compilation of Heather and Ray's relationship. And then I'm watching press junkets and all this stuff. And I decided to start making a list of all of my favorite, will they won't they couples from television.
1: Yes. And she sends me a note of like 20, 20. And I'm like, okay, if we're going to talk about this at all on the podcast, we got to narrow it down to it. 10. Like, (laughs) yeah, to 10. And, uh, but the more I'm reading the list, the more I realize like, okay, these are the couples that like maybe spend a whole season not together. Yeah. When the moment they get together on the screen, you are screwed screaming, right? Like you have like an emotional response to them finally getting together because that's kind of the way I looked at it going down your list is trying to figure out which ones, right? Yeah.
0: Because I think when I first explained it to you, I was like favorite TV couples. And then we were talking about how I met your mother. And I was like, I lived for Robin and Barney. And you were like, how can you ever say anything without saying Marshall and Lily? And I was like, but that's, it's, to me, it was like, who have I been emotionally invested in? And then I realized the pattern that like, I get emotionally invested in these, like, will they, won't they Yeah, reformed bad boy Mm -hmm. relationships on these shows. It's
1: really about the ones that like are built. The tension is built up for yeah. so long. Yeah. And finally, when they get together, you're just like, well ah, like, I'm best day yes. of my
0: life.
1: Like, and then totally. you would, like, watch the scene like 10 times, right? Like it's, yeah. you go back and you just keep watching it and you just live and breathe that moment of a TV show. So we wrote them down because honestly, we really want to kind of figure out which of these is like the most iconic, right? The most memorable, the one that has the m- best moment. And we kind of want yeah. y'all's help. Figuring that out because yeah. I think we're gonna do some kind of like little draft vote, yeah, bracket, Instagram, yeah,
0: yeah. And do you want to read them or? I do, I... but I just realized that you did not put Jughead and Betty on this list because I think they're end game. They're they're end. Oh, game. you do really? <laughs> God, I hope so. They're
1: the kind oh. of couple I have no doubt in my mind. Yeah, but like th- they've been together the whole show. We've never really that's had, like, true. That that's moment true. Where the tensions build up for so long.
0: Right. Okay, fair. That's fair. Yeah, I'll take that. I think the other thing about a lot of these couples is that some of them are really surprising. And I think I was telling you that too, is like, I really like that element of you start a series, it goes into you know, establishing like, here's the couple. And then like, all of a sudden the girl is like the, the actual relationship is with the brother, like a vampire diaries or Eric and Suki. like, tra- I don't know why now I'm doing vampire stuff, but like, or, um, you know, I, you never watched Dawson's Creek, which I, I, we will, it's detrimental to our relationship, but that's know, fine. Sorry. Well, I'll watch it one day. <laughs> one day. Um, but like, you know, you go, for example, with Dawson's Creek, you go into the show, it's supposed to be Dawson and Joey, and then like she gets, has a relationship with Pacey. So like, I think that like shock value, I think mm-hmm. is something too, that there's something there. I
1: know. I know. It's so
0: hard. You, you go ahead. This, this oh, you are baby. Them? You read it. Okay. Our number one is Carrie and Big. which sex in the city obviously I mean good lord oh so good um and this isn't nev-
1: in like in order right these no orders. yeah this is just top 10 of w- how we feel the most connected to these couples yeah
0: we, we'll do them in order once you guys start voting and I think that that's what's going to be really fun is I would just love to know what everybody you know what comes out so um okay so second on the list is Elliot and JD from Scrubs
1: Yes. Oh,
0: so good. It actually, makes me want to go back and watch Scrubs.
1: The it's finale so of that good. show is one of the ones that I think is just the perfect. And the scene, uh, oh, like oh, all I, the
0: all the people coming back, I always always cry. Cry watching yeah, that. Finale. hysterical. It's so good. Oh. oh, so good. Yeah, that's very satisfying. Um, we have you know the quintessential Ross and Rachel. I mean, yeah, obviously. Oh, and I actually have something to admit to you that I I really don't
1: bring up very often because you don't like friends. No. Oh no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never watched all of friends from start to finish. Really? I, I grew up on like the reruns. Like I've seen mm-hmm. so many random episodes, but I've never watched it from in chronological order and i actually watched the friends reunion because i you know i know the storyline i know everything that happens for the most part so that's why i can appreciate ross and rachel because i know they were constantly on and off yeah but i never have watched the whole show um so because i think it's kind of hard i mean it's it's tense yeah you know
0: my whole thing so i i had all the seasons i was Young. I mean, you and I are only a few years apart. Like, it, it wasn't 100 percent our generation. Like, I, but like part of it was the seasons with Ross and Rachel having the back and forth were really good and really powerful. And then, uh, at, like anything else, as the show you know went on, it gets like I don't like the later years of the show. Like, I think it just like went on for too long, and they kind of like almost like broke down the characters in some ways. Like, you know, like Joey was never like how they made him I think at the end and whatever I can go into like this whole thing but (laughs) okay you can do the next one because this is definitely your pick even though I've watched it it's not my heart is is kind of kind of there kind of not
1: Luke and Lorelai from Gilmore Girls because like it's it's always there you know you just want them to be together so bad the whole damn show
0: yeah they that is a long walk to get a drink of water that that couple (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean it's worth the wait though, right? Cuz they are I think so. you just want it so bad. You want it so bad. Love totally. Them. Um totally. so and yeah, this one's just iconic always, but yes. Jim, and, Jim and Pam from The Office. Yes. Which, well, god, I've watched their like first kiss scene so many oh, times. Like it's Oh so my god.
0: Weird. The <laughs> the episode where he first asks her out, um which I think is season two or three I don't know was on last weekend mm-hmm. and I watched it recited all the lines and cried hysterically on the couch because I just love that like when he comes in the door and she's sitting there and she's and he's like oh are you doing anything tonight?" Oh, oh my god. god so good and she's like oh, oh I, guess I guess it's a date oh. god I'm Same obsessed it. with them yeah they're definitely up there so yeah. okay you go that's them okay oh god I love Chuck and Blair from Gossip Girl mm. I just live for that relationship. I have watched Gossip Girl, which we talked about, I think on the first or second Hot Goss, several times. But I really only watch it for that relationship, and I have been known to fast forward other relationships.
1: <laughs> Truly, I mean, they really? are they are the ones you want to oh, watch. Oh God, it's so good. Oh, it's just like the limo scene. Like, <sighs> there's so many good. Oh uh, yeah, I'm they just scheme together,
0: and I just love it so much. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay uh, Jess and Nick from new girl. Yes. Super I cute.
0: Can absolutely
1: get on board with God. I wanted yeah. them to be together. So for so yeah. long, <laughs> um, okay. The next one is probably, I don't know. It could be my favorite because I was so obsessed with Damon and Elena from vampire diaries. Yeah. And I mean, I chose Damon and Elena over Eric and Suki from yeah. true blood, because for me, I had, I had such an emotional connection connection to like, vampire diaries. Yeah. Um and oh her and Damon. I still yeah. remember the scene where they're like laying in the motel bedroom together. Oh my God, so good. Oh, and like their hands are like touching next to each other in yeah. the bed. And she like gets up and goes out in like the motel hallway and he falls. Yes. Her.
0: Oh my God. It's oh. so cool. And it's it's interesting because I just watched vampire diaries it like during quarantine situation. And I here's my thing. I think that was also a long walk to get a drink of water. Like it it took a long time for them to get together. I wanted them to get together so bad. And I just, and that was one that I found surprising, right? Like it was like her and Steph, like Stefan. And then like, she was really, it it was so, so good. It sneaks Uh, up on you. It sneaks up on you. And, and I love it. I think they are better than Suki and Eric because Suki and Eric was not as satisfying because they only gave it to you for a little bit. I just love Alexander Skarsgard. That's really oh, yeah. what it's about. Like, it was very but, satisfying yeah. when they yeah. got together. But yeah, Damon and Elena forever. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Um okay. You then, can take the next one, obviously. <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah, uh, Liza and Josh from younger. For me personally, I ever since Liza and Josh like broke up in season 3 or whatever. I've just been waiting for them to get back together. Like I've spent 3 seasons just evaluating everything every scene they had together of like yeah. when are they going to get back together. So, yeah, for me it's it was a very satisfying. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, and then the last one is Maeve and Otis from Sex Education, which we also love and it's still so new. I don't know if they'll Got together, together? We don't know. But, Still question mark. Oh, uh,
1: but yeah, I I feel like I had to put them in there because yeah,
0: you, you
1: that's another one. You just want it. You just yeah. want it, and it's not time yet. But the show is making you wait for it. So we just really wanted to hear like, yep. What from, you guys think? Look at on social media for that one. We're gonna post a little like bracket pretty
0: soon. It it was so difficult because I think that there's also we could do a movie version. We could do, I mean, I said to you, like we could literally do decades. Like it is so hard because there's some that go back all the way to like Cheers and like Frasier and the nanny and like the originals. And then, you, you know, now there's like newer ones that we're starting to talk about. And so like, I know it's ever evolving,
1: So really these are just our favorites.
0: So yeah, totally, totally our favorite, but yeah, we'll do a little bracket for you guys and, you know, send in your, send in your faves to us.
1: Yeah. And like, even, I mean, we could talk forever about everything we're kind of like watching and doing right now, but yeah, I know two things that we did just want to make sure we mentioned, were cruel summer that is almost over the finale is next week and i am so excited i've really enjoyed watching this show and it's definitely a slow burn for me like i feel like,
0: like i'm you, losing interest
1: yeah because you you mentioned <laughs> yeah. like the week to week is really hard to get behind because you just want to know we just yeah. want to know what's happening so yeah if you can like start binging it you know do that but it's been tough to watch week to week
0: yeah I think I think it's been tough to watch week to week I will say that you and I had two very different reactions to the latest episode because you were like oh my god now I can't wait till the finale and I was like oh my god I feel like I know everything I don't need to like what is left to find out I don't I don't like I feel like we know it all like clearly right
1: we still don't know if and when Jeanette might have seen Kate like we still don't know because like where they left off I'm, with no, no spoilers, but where they left off at the end of episode nine, Kate just got locked in the basement. So we okay. don't know how long she was in the basement. And Kate claims that Jeanette saw her
0: when she was, when married. she was in the base. Okay. I thought that, I thought that we sort of established that that wasn't
1: no like not. real,
0: cause she got they, the bracelet. No, they already. haven't really. We really okay. don't
1: know fully. We don't know. Okay. So, that's,
0: that's fine. Yeah. I feel like it's it's really it's really a really good show and I will watch the finale I won't I will not like back out but I I do feel like it is triggering and I I do want to put that like warning on it like oh, I it actually gave me a lot of anxiety watching it the
1: night yeah I mean it's it's yeah it's intense I mean and they do put a lot of warnings and stuff before yeah that. they have to um, yeah. so thank God but yeah. on a lighter note the bold type is back. Yes. That's one that I, you know, you can't even find a single negative thing to say about the show because it's just so good. And I'm so excited. There's only going to be six episodes in the last season. There's been three that have come out already. And I feel like each one just keeps kind of building and finalizing on all these last details that we just want to know. And, and it pulls on the heartstrings. Like every It really
0: does. I've already cried. Like it's, it is just, it's the best. And I have not watched, I think I only watched one episode so far. I've been teeter-tottering with whether or not I want to wait for all of them to come out Mm, before I watch it. I don't know why I just, I, I don't know. I can't do this week to week nonsense anymore like everyone's just gonna have to get on board with launching entire seasons like just get over it
1: yeah let's just have 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 it done with network television you know yeah streaming services all the way but the last thing I know we will cover lightly is that the bachelorette is back
0: baby yes yes Katie
1: Thurston is our bachelorette we've got Caitlin and Tasha as our hosts now chris harrison is officially out of bachelor franchise which is madness and i don't know if i told you this but he signed abc basically gave him like a 50 million dollar deal to walk away without like putting up a fuss
0: right they they they're like we'll give you money if you just walk away yeah i mean which is wild. It's wild. It. I. It's time. I mean, besides, you know, all the problematic stuff that he said or doubled down on or defended. Like, I think that beyond that, it, it needs a shakeup. Like, I, a lot of us from Bachelor Nation were feeling really just like drained and just hoodwinked, bamboozled after last yeah. season. Like, I was just done but I would like to see them land on someone. I'm not really like loving the way they're doing it right now. And, I wouldn't be against like a David Spade. Like why not?
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Everyone's upset
0: about that. I love David Spade. The
1: lineup for bachelor in paradise is hilarious. We've got David Spade, Lance mm-hmm. Bass, Lil John. Yeah. Well is... that's
0: concerning, but that's yeah. neither here nor there. I mean like, is he going to be like 369? Six, six, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, there's so many possibilities. I know oh. yeah. it could be, it could be good or or not. I don't know. So yeah, more, more to come.
1: Yeah. Very exciting. And I mean, honestly, I think both of us were a little nervous before the beginning of the season. We're both, we were both a little over it. And like, I don't know. And I've heard a lot of people that were like, oh, like I'm dreading this, you know, diving back into this drama, but I had to do a lot of research because I'm in a bachelor fantasy league. And I think it yeah. did kind of pull me back in to the point where I really enjoyed the the premiere and, and the vibe is just totally different. It's very positive. Um, having Caitlin and Tasha there as the hosts, it, it's just really fun. Um, Ka- yeah. Katie has like a really great group of guys and I really like her.
0: Yeah. She- she's cute. She's, She's really cute and authentic. And- like, she, there was like in the beginning when they had her like pausing and she was like, normal people don't stand like this. I'm like, true. That's yeah. how I would probably be. I'd be like, this isn't, yeah. you can't do this.
1: <laughs> and I will say, I don't know if you've gotten to this point in the premiere because Amanda hasn't watched all of it, but um Connor the cat, the guy that shows up in the cat costume, have you seen that?
0: I don't know. I feel like I might have, but I was like, oh, you would do another step. Okay. <laughs> Because she
1: ends up kissing him on night one when he's in the cat costume. Oh my God, Jesus and Christ. and it was I was screaming in my television. I was like, Oh my God! Like, I what was the believe-
0: lie? Like he dressed up as a cat, and then what would he say to her?
1: Um, just a lot of cat puns. I mean, cause she's oh, she's a crazy cat lady. Like, oh, she lo- okay. She okay. loves her cat. She has a cat named Tommy. Like, and she Aww. makes it very known. Yeah. No, so I figured I you. you would love that. Like, you and it's he really went all in, and it was really adorable. And he's he's a middle school math teacher, so he's I'm sure used to being a bit of a dork. And
0: I, I wish Rob he's... would dress up as a cat. <laughs> kind of. Actually, now that I just said that, I I don't. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm gonna have to talk to him maybe that'll be your bridal shower gift
0: <laughs> no, I shake it back
1: a little feisty you know <laughs> me raw <laughs> but oh literally I watched an interview with Katie afterward because the visuals of watching her <laughs> with the guy in the cat costume were just not cute and yeah. one of the interviewers was like is there anything you kind of like cringe the most at watching the <laughs> premiere back and she was like kissing kissing connor in the cat costume. And I was like, "Oh." And she's like, "You just I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that." Like bachelorette, we're back in. It's going to be great. I'm pretty sure I already know who the top 3 are going to be. Um and I'm pretty confident. I kind of like want to like say it out loud. It's funny because a lot of my picks are the same as Jimmy Kimmel's and Jimmy Kimmel's pretty spot on. But okay. I don't know. I'm going to lock in that okay. Greg and Connor are going to be top 2. Okay. Um, but I think that Justin guy will probably be top three. I think she's going to want to go uh, fantasy, fantasy suite with him.
0: Okay. <laughs> He's I'm the guy w- that was the painter. Okay. Yes. I am going to watch the first episode and I will now be involved. And then I will come back in our next episode and try to make a bet with you again.
1: I'm very excited. Yeah. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll lock it in, get that going, but cool. until next episode, We love you guys. If you haven't already, subscribe, give us a rating and a comment on Apple Music. And we cannot wait to talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. Stay healthy.